Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Perky Avos podcast with Rabbi Shlomo Kohn. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at rabbishlomokohn with a K at gmail.com. This week, we start with Perak Dalid, Mishnah Yudches, chapter 4, Mishnah 18. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Nohiroi Oimer, Havi Goyla Lamakam Taira. Rabbi Nohiroi says, You should exile yourself to a place of Torah. And don't say it'll come after you. Don't assume it will chase after you. For is your colleagues that will, who cause it to remain with you. And do not rely on your understanding. So there seems to be three parts of the Mishnah. Number one, exile yourself to a place of Torah. Number two is, don't assume it's going to come after you. And number three is, friends help bring out or get clarity in ideas of Torah. And you can't just rely on yourself necessarily to get clarity. We're going to go into all three of these ideas. So let's start with the first part of the Mishnah. Rabbi Nairoi Oimer. Rabbi Nairoi says, Exile yourself to a place of Torah. So it's interesting to know that, the, that Rashi explains that Rabbi Nairoi was Rabbi Lazar ben Arach. And the Gemara, the Talmud and Shabbos brings down that Rabbi Lazar ben Arach traveled to the city of Prugisa and the Yumis, very great cities which were known for their exquisite food and wine. And it had a very high standard of living. And he wanted to see it for himself firsthand. And while there, he himself got immersed into this fancy high standard of living till he got to a point where he began to forget his learning. And the Gemara recounts over there how the sages had to intervene and pray for him to return to his original state. So when Rabbi Noroi, who is also known as Rabbi Lazar ben Arach, is telling us, Torah, a person should exile himself to a place of Torah, which on a simple understanding means that you should live in a place of Torah, where there are Torah scholars, where there are resources for a person to learn. He's giving advice based on his own experience that happened to him. So that's really what, the, on a simple understanding, the Mishnah is telling us, set yourself up in a place where you have access to Torah. Because when we have access to Torah, we're in a good environment, it's more likely that we're going to do good things. And this really brings me to my next point. When I was young, I remember in school, I don't know if they still have it today, but they had this program called the D.A.R.E. program. And what they would do is they would bring in a police officer into the school to talk to us about you know, drugs and other challenges that teenagers face in the world. And one of the things he talked about was this concept of peer pressure. You know, sometimes people get involved with the wrong crowd and they, ne- they wouldn't necessarily do something bad. It's just because the other people that they're with are doing bad things. So therefore they get a, p- a pull along with it and they end up doing things they never would have done to begin with. And that's peer pressure. They feel a certain pressure from everyone else, from their friends, that everyone, everyone's doing it, I need to do it too. That's negative peer pressure. There's also an idea of positive peer pressure. And that's also taught to us in this Mishnah. that when we live in a place that's a place of Torah, where there's good people doing good things, so we're also going to do good things. We're also going to act in that positive way. We're also going to do mitzvot and learn Torah and be better. If everyone around us is trying to be better, we're also going to be better. You know, if you would have two people who are, you know, taking, let's say they're taking upon themselves to start wearing a, a kippah, a yarmulke, and one of them is located in Israel, and one of them is located in, in, a, uh, in a community somewhere else in the world where there aren't so many Jews who visibly identify uh, with a yarmulke. 
Which one would you think is going to have an easier time making that commitment and to take that first step? It's obviously going to be the person who lives in Israel because it's, it's easier because there's so many people doing it. It's just easier to do it when everyone else is doing it. So we're getting good advice from Rabbi Nairoi. Positive peer pressure. It's a good thing. You know, it doesn't mean that we're weak people because we need to be in a place that everyone's doing something. But rather, it's just human nature. It's human nature. Humans are like chameleons. It's our nature, how we are. Just like a chameleon, if you put it in one environment, it changes colors to that environment. And you put it in another place, it changes colors as well. Our nature is the same way. When we are around good people, we're going to be better. And when we're around not such good people, unfortunately, we're going to be not so good. It's just practical advice to surround ourselves with good people, with good community, where we have access to Torah, we have access to resources, and something we should keep in mind. And this really brings me to another point of the Mishnah. It's that when we are fighting against the evil inclination, the Yitzhahara, we have to be real with ourselves. For example, if we know we have a hard time to wake up in the morning, so does it make sense for a person like that to go to sleep late? Or somebody who has that challenge, it's better for him to just go to sleep early. If he goes to sleep early, it's going to be all the more easier for him to wake up in the morning on time to go to Davin, to go to work, to do what he's supposed to do. When we set ourselves up for success, we're more likely to succeed. We all want to be better people. We want to grow in our Judaism, grow in our Yiddishkeit, get closer to Hashem, be better Jews. So when we are around Torah scholars, when we're around a community, a shul, a synagogue, we have we have an ability to access all these resources and to be better people. It's we're setting ourselves up for success, and that's something we should keep in mind. Another understanding of of exiling ourselves to a place of Torah is more focusing on the word exiling ourselves to a place of Torah. What does that mean? What do I mean by that? We all pray every day that we should not face tests, but when we do face challenges in our lives, we have to know that we have the ability to overcome that challenge because it's tailor-made for each and every one of us. It's something which could make us into better people. I'll explain. And this really fits into our Mishnah as well. A newly married couple, you know, they're very happy. They're starting off a life together. And there's a lot of good feeling there. But would you say that the relationship and the connection that this couple has is the same as a happily married couple for 50 years, who've been together for 50 years? No, because... The newlywed couple, hasn't, they haven't faced any challenges together yet. They don't truly know how strong their commitment is. As opposed to this older couple who have been through life together. They've faced challenges together. They've overcome challenges together. So they have built a solid connection to themselves and they know that their commitment is real and deep. We all have beliefs and we have principles that we live our, our lives by. And we try our best and we do our best to live our lives according to those principles. But we don't truly know if we are fully committed to these principles until we are sort of tested to see if we really are true to it or not. Once we have a test and we're able to stand strong to what we really believe in, so then we know that we're fully committed. You know, when a child grows up in a in a parent's house, all his or her needs are taken care of. It's when they leave their, that like cocoon, does the real test begin. Because everything that they took in from their parent's house, now that they have to put into action and use in the real world. So when the Mishnah is saying, exile yourself to a place of Torah, the Mishnah is saying that when you go to a new place, 
where there's more opportunity to learn Torah. You were in a place before where there's not so much opportunity and you are still learning. So now when you go to the bigger place, are you still going to put that same commitment in? Are you going to grow? Are you going to grow with your move? Are you going to become more and, and, and aspire for more? When you're, out of your, when you're out of your comfort zone, when you're in exile, are you still going to be the same to your commitment to Torah? Are you still going to treat Torah in the same way? Or was it only when everything, when you were in your comfort zone, did you have this belief? So the mission is telling us a person should go out of his comfort zone and still have those beliefs. How, exile is a certain wording where it's like exemplifying or it's showing this sort of uncomfortableness. When you go out of that zone, you still have those beliefs that you stay true to. And that's that really gives us an, an insight of what tests are to begin with. We have challenges. We look at the challenges as a drag, but if we have the right outlook, it makes the test we have easier to deal with. The hermit crab is a creature that when it starts growing, it gets very, very tight in its shell. At a certain point, it has to go out of its comfort zone into the ocean, exposed to all the elements, risk its life to find a bigger shell where it could continue its growth. If the hermit crab stays where it is, it'll die because it'll, it'll squash itself. So therefore, it's forced to go out of its comfort zone into the ocean, exposed to find a bigger shell to, to grow even bigger. And that's really what tests are. If you tests as a mechanism to bring out our full potential, it makes the challenges that we face easier to deal with. You're right, we pray that we shouldn't have to face the tests. But when we have the tests, when it comes to us, we have to realize that it's tailor-made for us and we can pass it with God's help. If we look at it as a mechanism to bring out the best in us, so then it'll be easier for us to pass that test. So the Mishnah continues, And do not assume that it'll come after you. So this part of the Mishnah is referring to somebody for whatever reason is not able to be in a, in a place of Torah. And the Mishnah is telling us, Rabbi Noroi is saying, even if you live in a place which is not a Makam Torah, you still have the responsibility and obligation to do the best you can and to learn Torah. And for us in this generation, that wherever you are in the world, there is resources available for, for us to access, to become Torah scholars, and to do the right thing, and to know what to do, and to how to live our life as Torah Jews, and what the right thing is. There's translations of so many books nowadays, and there's, there's websites devoted to spreading Torah. There's podcasts. This podcast is a perfect example of how people can access it. No matter where you may be, you can access this podcast and learn Torah. So it's something we should remember. Even if we are in a place where it's limited access to a Torah community or to a Torah scholar or to others that share have a uh, similar mindset as us, we should still not assume that it's just going to come to us. We, we're not exempted from the obligation to learn Torah, but rather we still have to, to do our part to acquire that knowledge and to learn and the Mishnah is telling us when we do what we're supposed to do, when we when we put out that effort, we will see success. The Mishnah continues, The Mishnah finishes with a with the last idea that it's going back on the original point. The translation is, For it is your colleagues who will cause it to remain with you. And quote, do not rely on your own understanding, which is a quote from Proverbs. Another one of the benefits of being in a place of Torah and being around people who are Torah scholars, who are following the Torah, and people who have this similar, people who have a similar mindset as you are also looking to grow and be better, is that you get clarity in the things that you're learning. You know, just like when you're working on a project, 
when you speak it over with a coworker, there is a certain level of clarity that you get. You get even if you thought you had everything worked out beforehand. When you speak over the idea to another person, it brings about a certain clarity that you didn't have. So when we learn Torah together or with other people, and we speak out ideas with other people and learn together with the other people, it brings out a certain clarity that we wouldn't have had beforehand. And that is what the Mishnah is telling us. Don't just be don't just rely on yourself to have clarity. Rather, be with other people, and with that you'll get the most clarity. Thank you for listening to this week's Perke Elvis podcast. If you enjoy this message, please subscribe to the Perke Elvis podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Have a great day, everybody.